Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is Hayden Bow. Uh, today, we are back in the hybrid studio. I've been doing a few solo podcasts from Toronto, but now I'm back in the 305. So, Steffi and I sit down with UFC uh, he- former heavyweight world champion and legend Junior Dos Santos. On this podcast, we cover how he ended up training with Steffi at uh, Mundo Boxing, his start and career journey in MMA, uh, mindset and lessons learned throughout his career, dealing with setbacks, and what his future plans are for combat sports. Remember, uh, make sure to screenshot this episode while you're listening. Tag me, tag Steffi, tag our guest and tag hybrid unlimited post that in your story on social media and you will automatically be entered into a draw to potentially win some gear from hybrid legacy brand which is the official apparel of the hybrid unlimited podcast quick shout out to our sponsor lmnt uh it's a great tasting electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't that means lots of salt with no sugar lmnt is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following a keto low carb or paleo diet lmnt contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio a thousand milligrams of sodium 200 milligrams of potassium 60 milligrams of magnesium with no, with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. If you want to check these guys out, this is something that Stephanie and I use all the time. Uh, check them out at drinklmnt.com/hybrid. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high-quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories, balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. These products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a Hybrid Unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. Um, I think that covers everything. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Okay. I've missed this. I, uh, I've been doing solo casts out of the condo in Toronto <laughs> since I haven't been here. So it's nice to be back in the, the studio for once. Okay. It is nice. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Junior. Thank you so much for your time, for coming and doing a podcast with us. We appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me here. And I'm already having fun, having fun. It's an honor, man. Like you're, we all admire you so much. You're one of the best athletes in the world, former heavyweight champion in the UFC. So it's an honor to have you here and it's an honor to train with you. That's, that's how I met yeah. Junior. How did you end up at uh, Mundo Boxing? Well, um, I used to train in Brazil with a coach, uh, Doria, who's, uh, who has been, uh, doing some curses with Pedro in, back in Cuba, you know, so they know each other and I, 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 I've been listening about Pedro for a long time, you know, so then I was, I was here in Miami, living here now, actually in Parkland, uh, and then I said, oh, Pedro is kind of close now, I'm going to go there <laughs> and train with him, so then I, I went there, you know, and uh, yeah, we started training, that, that was a great opportun- uh, opportunity of learning process 
Tell us a bit more about your, your athletic trajectory. Like, what got you into martial arts? Was it your parents or, <laughs> or, or an instructor? And kind of how did you get to where you are now? Well, uh, I, I used to say that uh, I didn't pick to be a fighter, you know. The fight, the fight world, you know, picked me to be, <laughs> to be there, in there, you know. Because I, I didn't even imagine I could be the fighter, you know. But I, I moved from the south of Brazil to northeast of Brazil without having anything in my life, you know. <laughs> when I got there, I had 80, 80 reais, which is, oh my gosh, $20 in my pocket wow. or <laughs> to live there, you know, so nothing. So I How old were with, you? Huh? How old were you? I was uh, 18 turning uh, 19. 19. Yeah, well, I was by myself, you know, I had some friends over there and then uh, I went, I started working on, uh, on of a waiter, you know, to, to, to eat and uh, to ha at least have a place to live. And in 2005, I was kind of, uh, I was working with many other things, you know, I was selling also, in 2005, I was selling toys for kids, <laughs> working as a, a seller, you know, for, of toys. So then I was getting kind of fed, you know, a, a little big, and I said, oh my gosh, it's time to, to go for a, a gym, look for a gym, you know, for me to, to, to train. Then I went to a gym, but uh, on the intention of uh, lifting weights, do my cardio exercise and things. And on that gym, they had a jiu-jitsu. So I saw the jiu-jitsu over there and I was looking for the, I was watching already, Vanderlei Silva, a big nog, you know, fights in, the, in, um, in pride. So I said, oh my gosh, that's jiu-jitsu. I'll, I'll, I'll see how can I do that. I, I asked them all what I can do, you know, to, to to be part of it, to start learning this. They have, you buy a gi and come. So I did it <laughs> because I was always, I, I, I always work with um, heavy things in my life. You know, back in, in South of Brazil where I lived, I used to work with heavy things, you know, and uh, uh, my youth. So uh, I was strong and big, so I could help the guys. I didn't have the technique, but I was strong and big. So uh, I started learning very fast because of that I was able to had uh, to help the good ones so mm -hmm. they were kind of teaching me the, the good things the, the, the things that they know and I was uh, experiencing those those situations and I think I think the best way what defines my career is that I was I was getting beating getting beat one day and the other day was there again to get beat again you know? <laughs> so that 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 thing made, made me learn you know how to be a fighter. And then what was your next step? Because obviously you did multiple martial arts to get yeah. into doing mixed martial arts. So what, what followed BJJ and why did you switch? Yeah, actually when I started uh, Jiu-Jitsu and then I, I competed on, on the blue belt. Uh, I won the, 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 uh, the uh, state tournament of uh, weight and, uh, and open um, weight. And uh, and then my, my, my jiu-jitsu coach, he was, was also an a MMA fighter. He didn't know much about the, um, the stand-up game, but he was really good on, on the, the grappling game. So he started teaching me and I was doing a little bit of the, the, the striking, but more, more of the grappling. So I did my first fight uh, one year, one year and a half later, after I started, my, I started training. I did my first professional fight. And I won the fight, you know, because yeah. I threw the guy. That's what, the, uh, what I say. 
they say how you took the guy down. No, I didn't. <laughs> I threw him to the ground <laughs> like crazy, you know, and I kicked his at that time it was it was legal. Today, it's not legal anymore. I kicked his head on the floor like a ball, you know, <laughs> and then I knocked him out, you know, and that was the was the moment I, I told myself, man, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life till I can, you know. So I told my 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 coach that and one of the things I'm very thankful for him his name is Yuri Carlton he's uh, my my jiu-jitsu master and um, I'm very thankful for because at that time when when the coaches normally you know the coach found find someone who has um, good abilities and can become big uh, or can become a, a good fighter they kind of hold the guy because they want to be sure, their, yeah. you know, representative. They want to be, you know, in front of the, the negotiations. I don't know. You know, all the, the, the coaches, they used to do that, you know, at that time. But he was different. He, saw, he, he knew he couldn't um, teach me the other side, like the, the striking game, you know. He, couldn't, he could teach me, and he did, the, the grappling game. He could, but he couldn't teach me. He couldn't make me... Uh, a complete fighter, you know, to fight everywhere. So he brought me to Coach Doria's gym, who's a very known coach in the whole world, you know, he, like uh, the, all the, the Olympic uh, gold medals in Brazil for boxing, you know, we have two. <laughs> it, it, it was his students, you know, the, the, even Popor, so you know, Popor Freitas, it was uh, his students, he made him, you know, so uh, uh, Doria is a very recognized, uh, recognizable coach in the whole world, boxing coach. And then I start training with him. And I start, I start training boxing every day in jiu-jitsu three times per, per week. So I became uh, like more a boxing guy, you know. Of course, for MMA, not pure boxing, you know, boxing for, for MMA. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, boxing was my, uh, something that I, I, I fell, in, fell in love with. <laughs> Did you feel like boxing, because you were doing it so much, became actually your strength? more so than the jiu-jitsu or was it always still a jiu-jitsu base that kind of carried you <clears throat> no i i was uh i i think boxing was uh was the my, my main thing because um i not just because i was training every day but but because i i felt uh more uh, natural for me i could man on boxing i felt good uh, like to, even today, you know, you see on training, I can go like many, many rounds. I don't really care because I ha I'm having fun while I'm doing, you mm -hmm. know. And as soon as I started, I love jiu-jitsu as well, but as soon as I started grappling side, the grapple side, I kind of uh, get tired or, you know, sore. I, all, the, all my injuries, the, 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 the toughest ones, you know, it was on the grappling side thing, you know, so the grappling game. So it was hard, you know, and boxing was a very natural, always, always very natural for me. So that's why I think I, I kind of uh, embraced, you know, boxing and said, oh, okay, I'm a boxing guy in the MMA world. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if, if it was still this way when you first got into the UFC. I think it was like 2006? 2008, my first fight in the UFC, yeah. I know, like way back, it was very much like style versus style. Was yeah. it still that way when you no, got into no, it? No, it was more complete fighters already. You know, I was uh, I didn't get that that time style against style. But of course, you have uh, something as uh, your main skills. You know, or jiu-jitsu, or boxing, or muay thai, or, or wrestling. Here in America, wrestlers are 
tough. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dagestan too. Ooh, Dagestan. Yeah, <laughs> the Russian guys. You know, as a, the biggest example, I think is the greatest actually, uh, Khabib. You know, Khabib is, is man. That guy's something unique. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. On, he what, really but it's is. crazy. It seems like all the guys that come out of there now are like of yeah. that that like caliber of wrestling that's just yeah. like nobody knows what to do in there it's like obviously everybody's game plan against them is not get taken down but it's just like <laughs> it's so they hard can. to do it yeah the, this the the, the the russian guys you know daxton guys whatever they they're just great we have many guys at the american top team i'm trying uh, i'm part of american top team and we have many russian guys over there they, they train really really hard and they're great on on the grappling side of the thing what up for what makes Brazilian fighters so notoriously good at BJJ? Like, what's the the training philosophy over there that makes it so superior than than American BJJ fighters? Well, I think because of the 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 Gracie's method, method, methodology methodology yeah <laughs> methodology because uh, they they made it uh, so so good and they made it so unique you know the jiu brazilian jiu-jitsu it's not jiu-jitsu it's brazilian jiu-jitsu you know because they made that like that and the whole world is is uh, fell in love with that you know because it's very effective and, and i really believe you know if if you're going in a f mma fight you need to know jiu-jitsu you need you you maybe and uh, and there's there's something interesting you need to, if you're a striker, you need to have a little bit of sense of uh, trying to defend yourself. A little bit of jiu-jitsu you need to know. But a guy, a jiu-jitsu guy, he's able, of course, today is a little different, but uh, he's able to not knowing how to strike. He's able to do that because as soon as he get close to you, you know, uh, he's going to take you down. And like the biggest example of that is Damian Maya. He, he, he had pretty good um, like, uh, striking skills, but his main thing was jiu-jitsu. And for me, he was the, the biggest representative of jiu-jitsu in the MMA world. Because, uh, man, that was pure jiu-jitsu. He, mm -hmm. he wasn't going for anything else. He used to take the guys down, and there he, he was moving his body around and trying to find positions and things, and, uh, and somehow, he submits to like tough guys. He was because these days, back in the day, it was one thing. Nobody knew jujitsu, so people were submitting in the other ones easy. But on on, the, on the, like these days, it's it's so hard to submit someone. You know, you need to be mm -hmm. good. Like Charles Oliveira is doing the champion. You know, he's doing it as yeah. well. You know, so he, he's amazing. But I think the biggest representative for jujitsu in MMA, uh, pure jujitsu, was Damian Maya because he was doing. Uh, pure jiu-jitsu amazingly against uh, his opponents you know and he was submitting the guys you know tough guys so that, that was something unique do you think that's less common among the heavyweight fighters because I, I don't know if it's if it's a more of a recent thing or if it's in general you can tell me but it seems like now the ufc and most other organizations they're pushing towards just like the guys in heavyweight at least that just throw bombs like the last the what the fight that just happened this weekend, Derek Lewis and uh, Ty Tuivasa, like you know that was just like two guys who were not going to do anything other than throwing than bombs. throw you know. <laughs> so do do you think uh, is that how it typically was for you, or do you think that's a way that the UFC just wants it to go now? 
Well, people enjoy it to to see. I think they have more fun watching sure. <laughs> uh, people banging each other in the face and things like that. You know, then they are they're uh, great. And also like um, uh, very few heavyweights um, can uh, do a very um, a beautiful or a very good uh, ground game. Very few, not many of them, because normally they get tired. On the grappling, it's it's very tiring for it, especially sure. for the strong guys, the, the you know the big guys, and so yeah, <clears throat> I, I think um, uh, they prefer to throw bombs because they know the power of the punches as well, you know. And as as soon as you connect one, it's enough <laughs> to, to to put the guys sure. to your opponent down. So I think UFC liked it, you know, and he knows that people wants to see that. So they they are kind of I think they are kind of pushing a little bit on that side. You know, to see more of these these guys, like uh, even uh, in Gano, Francis Ingano in Gano for the title. You know, they were expecting yeah um, a striking fight. You know, and uh, at the beginning it was supposed to be like that. You know, but Ingano is too big, and there's he's uh, he's uh, he's too powerful, and uh, he couldn't find the uh, gun. Gun is too fast for him. So he, if he 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 was so smart in that fight because if, if he stayed on the, the striking thing, he would lose the fight. He couldn't find gun anymore. Mm -hmm. So then he took him down and he was enjoying the moments on the on the on the no, on the floor, you know, and doing the grappling side of the thing. And gun wasn't uh, he didn't have uh, I think enough technique to go out of those positions. And of course, a, a guy you know so big as Ngano on top of him. So he did great on that on that fight, but it was supposed to be a striking fight. Did it surprise but, you? Or? I, a lot, a lot. I I, I I I I admire him more after that, you know, because that was pure heart, pure heart, man. That, that was crazy, you know, how 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 good he did, you know, in Ganu, and uh, how how he deserves to be the champion right now, you know, and respected as that. Do you think he would he be the someone you'd say is the best? of all time because i know there's uh, like stipe no. was in the conversation for yeah. a long time and you, you fought stipe twice right yeah one, yeah. one win one one loss yeah. against him uh, uh, yeah one win one loss yeah and he was i think for a long time right considered the best and then yeah yeah, do you, yeah. i mean in, in gown beat him granted it's like maybe a few years later in his career or whatever but who do you think is like the top top heavyweight well it's hard to say you know i was uh, uh, to these days you know i'm a big big it's hard to say, but I, I, I really agree. In the UFC, uh, Stipe was the guy. Um, but uh, on the, talking about general, you know, for me, it was uh, uh, Emilianenko Feather, the Russian oh, guy. Yeah. For me, he was something. He was super fun so, to watch. Oh my gosh, that guy was special. But of course, Inganu, he's going great. He's doing great. He can become, you know, probably, I don't know the best uh, because he's he's unique you know uh it's um if you see him he's a huge guy with a lot of strength but a lot of power knockout power if he touches you <laughs> you're gonna go down there's no sure. other when i fought him you know i was feeling good i was moving around <laughs> trying to find out you know to understand the fight and when I see it was too late already. <laughs> I missed the punch. <laughs> I missed a, a overhand right, you know, that I used to do, do to do good. 
But uh, I was kind of, uh, of course, uh, anxious, you know, because nervous of, or because of the fight. And I threw the overhand right without uh, um, um, getting closer to him. So it was easy for him to step out and then connect <laughs> a punch on me. And uh, I didn't see anything after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that kind of power we are talking about. He's so powerful, man. His, his hands are, you know, not just, uh, just knockout power. He's a, he's, a strength, he's a very strong man, you know. So if you, go, if you collide against him, you're going to lose. That's what Gunn did very well. He, he wasn't collide against uh, Ngannou. He was walking mm -hmm. around, kicking, uh, using his boxing as well. You know, he was doing great, you know. But then Ngannou was so smart and took him down and took advantage of that. It's interesting you say that some people just like without doing any weight training or anything like that, just have that like, I mean, in the States that like, we call it like farm boy strength, you know, yeah. just like, you don't know why, but Fedor, you know, I mean, maybe he lifted a lot, but he doesn't really look like it. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those guys that have that natural, like, yeah, he was a, strength. a fat guy, you know, that yeah. you look at him and you don't say anything about him, <laughs> you know, but then he was killing everybody you know and uh, when he uh, the, the trilogy that he had with a uh, uh, big nog mm -hmm. for oh my gosh man those, those times the, the pride times for me was a kind of a magical time of mma because man we were so excited about and it was all about the fighter they they promoted the, the pro, they used to promote the fight the fighter so well you know they bring them them on from the top of the, <laughs> the arena, sure, they yeah. put fires everywhere, you know? Oh, the, 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 like a hero, you know? That's what, what it's supposed to be, you know? Because the show, it's all about the fighters. So they used to do a, a, a beautiful show, you know? A magical, magical show. What happened to Pride? Why did it, like, why? Yeah, UFC bought it and oh. killed it. As <laughs> uh. a good business um, strategy, you know? Whatever. Of course. But they did great, you know, the UFC brought, I think, the, I'm not uh, saying it, it was bad. Of course, it was a moment of uh, MMA, but uh, like afterwards, you know, UFC brought the, the, the MMA to another level. You see what, what it is today, you know, the whole world knows it, you know, because they did a great job. Mm -hmm, they did. I want to switch gears a little bit. Yeah, go for so it. So one, one of my favorite things to ask athletes is <laughs> about their mindset. So, and now I'm curious because I'm becoming a fighter and you know, you're such a nice guy outside mm -hmm. of the ring or outside of the cage. How do you like switch on to fight mode? Like how, what's your kind of, how do you prepare mentally for a fight? Well, uh, it's very natural for me. You know, they used to tell me all the time I was known as a nice guy <laughs> and, um, uh, even back in the day, like 2010 or something, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, he, he, when he was, uh, he was uh, fighting, fighting MMA, you know, he said, uh, nice guys finish last. That's a saying or something here in America. Nice yeah. guys there's finish a, last. And there's a song by Green Day. Yeah. 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 It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I became champion, I said, oh, that's not a, that's not bad for a nice guy, huh? <laughs> because they... <laughs> I was always like, you know, I, I, I think I really believe that um, um, you got to, um, you have a, uh, everything in life, it's kind of an answer. Everything you offer, you're going to get back. You're going to have back, 
you know. So I try to be as nice as I can because I want people to be nice with me and uh, the situations to be nice. I mean, the whole universe <laughs> to, to be nice with me, you know. So it's very natural for me. As soon as I step in the octagon, you know, I, 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 I change the character. You know, now I'm a, um, now I'm a, I'm a hunter. I'm there to kill my kill right. my, my opponent, you know, to, to win the fight. You know, I'm, I'm not there to play. I'm not there to, to get a draw or not, anything like that. I'm there to, to, to win. So everything what I did, I, I, that's why I work so hard at, at the gym, you know, and I think th there's no secrets, uh, really big secrets on, on fighting. You have to dedicate yourself 100%, you know. You have to love, of course, to be a fighter, to be who you are. And, uh, but of course, dedicate yourself the most you can, you know, uh, uh, you, uh, like, I, I don't remember actually, it was few fights that I could, I could say I wasn't hurt in the fight. Always there's something, you know, a lot of pain here, a lot of pain there. I became champion of the world with a torn meniscus, you know, 10 days before of my fight, I had a torn meniscus and I couldn't walk for two days. Wow. 10 days before the most important fight of my life and my, then the physical therapist put it back in the place and I said man we are ready let's try and uh, wow. we tried it and we became champ when I fought uh, Stipe for the first time and I won I had a, a torn ACL <laughs> crazy huh? yeah a broken hand a broken nose oh, it's, it's normal because the fighting is so hard especially MMA you know that's why I was trying to to dedicate myself a little more for the boxing side because the boxing is really tough too but uh that they're training for mma it's very exhausting you have to split your 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 week to, uh, among too many different trainings mm -hmm. you know so it's 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 kind of hard but the mentality is you know i'm there to win you know i'm there to 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 do my to do the best of me you know to bring the best of me for me and for my family you know, I'm, not, I'm there defending my life, my lifestyle, everything what I believe, you know, I'm there defending it. You know, uh, I have also, a, <laughs> when I was fighting Brazil, I had a six, uh, five wins. And then I signed, I was supposed to, I, I signed with the UFC. I signed with, the, I was undefeated, I signed with the UFC, but I had one more fight in Brazil. So I went to do that fight and I fought, I was supposed to fight a guy I already beat before, you know, so uh, I went to fight that, the guy and I lost the fight. He took my arm and submitted me. Oh, and I no. said, oh, my gosh. And then the UFC called us and said, oh, we don't take people who comes from losses. Wow. Our contract is done. I, man, my, my whole world, you know came down at that moment and I was so sad I was crying uh, because that was that was escape for me the, the life that I knew you know I didn't have many opportunities come I come from a small very small city in Brazil you know that there, there is not at that time at least you know not, not today but at that time you didn't have many opportunities you know and I found a great opportunity becoming a fighter to bring something better for me for my life for my family you know and as somehow it was going down right in front of me. So how did you turn things around? Yeah, and then I was, I was for a few days, I was 15 days around that, you know, 
at home very sad you know and crying you know big boy crying <laughs> and uh <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um i was so thinking about uh, i think think about that a lot you know so then um my coach and the people around me said ah, go back to the gym man go back to the gym because uh you we're gonna figure it out and then i went back to the gym and um and i was feeling good again you know training you know going good on the on the training so then we got another fight there in Brazil, you know, with a, with a very known guy who was much bigger than me, 125 kilos, and, and I was 105, 107. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> and he was huge, everybody was talking about him. So I went to fight with, with him very nervous because I had my first uh, uh, loss. And when you have your first loss, it's kind of uh, tough, you know, the second, the, pro the next fight, you kind of, have a little bit of more pressure you know so uh but i won the fight i i i, I elbowed him on the face and he opened a big cut and then the doctor stopped the fight and um uh, and then i went to through another med management team and we signed the ufc again the ufc said okay now you can <laughs> now you want <laughs> you can come but they were they were very tricky because <laughs> they gave me that chance to fight uh, at that time, you know, it was uh, a Brazilian guy, Fabricio Verdun, who I used mm -hmm. to admire, of course, from Pride and everything. And he was supposed to fight for the title. But uh, uh, Couture at that time, it was uh, Randy Couture, the champion, and he couldn't fight because he was injured or something like that. Quick shout out to our sponsor, LMNT. Uh, it's a great tasting electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. LMNT is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for folks following a keto, low carb, or paleo diet. LMNT contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, with, no, with none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. If you want to check these guys out, this is something that Stephanie and I use all the time. Uh, check them out at drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high-quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories, balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. These products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a Hybrid Unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. And, uh, and then how they, 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 they gave someone for him to just beat you know, and, <laughs> and keep going. How my, my debut in the, in the, the organization. That I was supposed to fight for the guy who who's gonna fight for the title. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, you know. But they gave me that fight. They said, "Okay, we have Verdun on this day." Uh, as soon as my coach told me, I said, "Oscar, you know, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too much, no, coach." <laughs> but I go, "Let's go, let's go." They said, "Yeah, I believe you. Let's go, let's go." And then, uh, you know, I was always. Uh, tough on my hands you know so uh and Fabrizio Verdun his main thing is jiu-jitsu 
So I went to the fight. I was very nervous, you know, and he was making me feel more nervous than I was. <laughs> but I, I won the fight. I knocked him out in the first round, and uh, I won even. Uh, my purse was ten thousand in the in the UFC in the UFC, and I won the bonus of sixty five thousand of the best knockout of the night. Wow. So that wow. was great. I went back to Brazil. I bought a new car. And <laughs> I was so happy, you know. And one of the things I remember very well, and that's. That's so important to me. I don't know. It, it brought uh, something um, very special energy for me. There's some little details that we we have in our lives that makes the whole difference, right? And when I was coming out of the fight, going down the octagon, and there's a guy um, who used to work in the UFC. He's not working anymore. But I, I, I was passing him, you know, and he looked at, he looked at me and said, welcome aboard. <laughs> and I, I can see his face saying that. <laughs> I still remember that. that. That's so clear in my head because I, I, when he said that, I, was, I could almost fly. <laughs> I was really so good, you know. I, 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 they, I made my debut. Nobody was believing in me. Even the guys who... Who, who got me the fight, you know, the management team. I, I, afterwards, I, I was able to know that. But even <laughs> them, they weren't believing in me, you know. They're, okay, wow. we got this Cigano this fight. We got Junior this fight. But we know he's not able to, 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 to do anything against this guy. You know? Did you he's, know that? Did you know that they were doubting you? No, not before the fight. Not before. After the fight, you know. How did you find even, out? Uh, I got some... Info. I cannot, you know, I, I cannot, uh, <laughs> like, um, tell who said or something, right, right. you know, who brought that to me. Like, some people, actually, not one or two. Some people, you know, because everybody was talking about uh, them. And, um, but I, I don't, you know, we, that was good. I didn't know that before. And did my you, coaches. Did you doubt yourself? No, I didn't. But, of course, I was, I was nervous. I was afraid. I was Kind of, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I'm fighting someone, you know, the highest level possible in the, in the, in the MMA world. You know, this guy has been fighting for, for the, with the top guys for so long, you know, and I'm making my debut against him. I was, I was afraid, but I was also, I was also confident because my, and, uh, and made, uh, what, what, one of the things that made the whole difference was my coach. You know, Doria, he was on my side, always saying, you know, making me believe in myself, remembering things that makes me, because I'm like that. If, if I'm fighting, if I, maybe that kind of explain like the one, some of the best, the negative results I had in my, in my career, because if someone that, that don't, doesn't know me, doesn't follow me on uh, on training, doesn't help me on training, doesn't uh, participate on my daily routine of training, doesn't really know my skills or my, you know, if someone like that, try even trying to help me, but come to me and say, ah, do this, do that, do this, because you're, uh, there's no, you know, I listen, I, I, I appreciate it, but I don't, I cannot, I, 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 I'm, I'm not able to absorb it because I feel you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me enough to know, to, you know, and to, to, to say those things. And if the things that he says doesn't touch me because th th there's not um, participation on the process, 
So, and uh, with Coach Doyle was different because he, he, he helped me to build everything. So he knew everything. Mm-hmm. And ever, all the things that, uh, he was a specialist on that. Uh, before the fight, he was saying things that, oh my gosh, that touched my heart. And I said, yeah, that's true. Like that's what? True, like what? Coach. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Things of training, things of life. You came from this. Uh, uh, explain. I'll give you the best example. Like one of the things that maybe made the whole difference in my career. I was fighting Crocop. Um, uh, when I was fighting, was the, that was the, the fight that I was uh, so nervous, the most nervous moment of my life when I fought. I, I, when I, on, the, on the day of the fight, I didn't want to have lunch. I said, coach, oh, let's go eat, uh, uh, champion. It's time to eat, to eat, you know, because you're fighting tonight. The, of course. Then uh, I said, oh, I'm not hungry. I was so nervous. I said, I told him, what? Not hungry? Come on, you got to eat. No, I'm not, but I'm not hungry. Well, I'm going to eat, you know. I'll wait a little more to eat. No way, you're going to eat right? <laughs> this right now. So I kind of forced because I was so nervous. I wasn't feeling hungry, you know. And uh, I was so nervous in that fight because Krokop was, man, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of him, you know, of his, everything he did on the on the sport. And I knew how dangerous he was. Mm-hmm. With only one kick, he could done with anything you know so uh so i was, I was so nervous and i could i knew i i had to put a lot, of, a lot of pressure uh on him but while i was fighting i was doing great i was winning the the two rounds you know on the third round um, no the, the at the end of the second round he he kicked me on the on the uh, private area you know he kicked me <laughs> so hard yeah he broke my 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 protection, yeah. What's the name of that? The cup. The groin the cup. cup yeah. He yeah. broke. I, I saw that afterwards when I took it off on the locker room. I saw it was broken. I, I have it uh, in my house because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it, the kick was so hard and it was so painful, so painful that I couldn't even get up. I was feeling like, you know, that I want to throw up and I, I couldn't. I was winning the fight and he kicked me and I was feeling like I. I couldn't uh, keep going anymore. And then my coach, look at that. My coach stand up on the corner and said, champion, you don't feel pain. <laughs> that was uh, kind of funny at the beginning because uh, you don't feel pain. But I was a, a lot of pain, you know. But uh, you don't feel pain. Then he said, look at him. He did that on purpose. What the power of the world, the w- word. He did that on purpose. Look at him. And I looked, I looked at him, he was like this on, on the, hanging on, the, on cage. the cage and like breathing heavy. And I said, oh my gosh, motherfucker. Look at that. <laughs> he did on purpose because I was beating him, you know. Oh, I, I got to go back. And now, man, that's so, so our, our head, our mind is so powerful that I was, I was feeling so much pain that I, I was thinking about giving up. And then when I saw that, I forgot about it. I forgot about the pain. I, 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 I stand up and I said, my gosh, I gotta go back. I need to punch the guy. I, I, <laughs> I speed out like this and I, I move a little bit. And I said, let's go, you know? And I kept going, you know, the third round was the same thing. I was throwing a lot of bombs on him and putting a lot of pressure. And uh, I did something that I think nobody did, 
did in his whole career, I made him give up. Wow. Yeah, he, I was beating, I never beat someone like I did on him. I, I threw so much punch, I connect so much punch, punches on him uh, that I couldn't even close my hands after the fight. Wow. That was my hands were like this. I couldn't close because they were all, all swelling. And, um, and I was beating him. Then I saw he kind of gave up and I lift, I lift my arms and celebrate. But the referee didn't stop the fight. So I said, oh, okay, uh, I went to go back. <laughs> and then he said, oh, no, 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 no. He gave up on the fight. And that was, man, that was, that was tremendous, you know, for, for me, for my life. And I was so happy of, with that fight. And um, like I said, you know, I, was, uh, I couldn't even close my fights. And I, I, when I got to the locker room, I was still feeling pain, you know. <laughs> I, I couldn't even see it. I was kind of laying down. It all, you know, it all came back. Yeah, and then I saw the, the cup. The cup was broken. I said, my God, that was a hard kick. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. So, I mean, that's a great example of a fight that was going your way and you were kind of meant mentally you were in a positive mental state yeah. have you ever been in a fight where you know that you're losing and, yeah. what, and what do you do uh yeah I, like um i can use the example of my trilogy trilogy with uh cain velasquez you know because um the first fight i knocked him out you know he didn't really knew about my um striking skills or something and he tried to strike with me, I, I, I knocked him out in the first round as well. One minute and four seconds. And I remember I was with that torn meniscus. Yeah. So it was like, perfect. <laughs> Thank it <God>. was perfect. <laughs> and uh, in the second fight, he knew he couldn't, I think, he really strike with me, you know. And he came with uh, putting a lot of pressure. One, something special about Ken Velasco was his, was his stamina. For, his, for a heavyweight, that was just an absurd. That was just amazing you know especially doing the grappling thing which is something very tiring you know and um and then he was i was uh, I, I was getting beat the whole the whole fight i was getting beat the since the first round to the end of the the, 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 the fifth round you know but i was still believing at this whole the whole time i knew you know i couldn't connect or something and i was resisting you know and uh, even even the some people say ah, the, the referee should stop the fight earlier, but no, of course not. I was there, I was fighting. But uh, one of the the things that even interesting about that is I don't uh, after the fight I don't remember many many parts of the fight. It's concussion, you know. You don't remember. Wow. You're getting so much beat, uh, you know, punch in the head that you don't remember. It, it happens sometimes in my in my career already. You know, and, uh, and that's crazy. Uh, but uh, I think it, it's, a, it's a good example of not, of still believing. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't win, but I was still there. Even uh, in, in our third fight was the same thing. He was beating me for the five rounds, same thing. He was beating for the five rounds. But if you, uh, um, if you see the fight, at the end of the five, fifth round, he was trying to take me down and again, and he put his put his head over here, and I do a triangle, triangle choke with my arms around his his uh, his neck, and, you know. And I'm very good. On, I was very good on that. I'm very very good on that. And uh, it's hard to go out, you know. You not you don't go out from from that thing. As soon as I close, you you're done. You're, there's nowhere to go, you know. Uh, and I did close. I put in my arm. He put his head over here. Boom. When I closed my arms, I was getting 
beat. It was the fifth round and I was getting, my face was destroyed already, you know, and I was, you know, I kept believing, you know, I could win. And I got the, 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 the triangle choke and uh, arm triangle choke, right? And, uh, and then I kind of, I breathe, I breathe like, a, I breathe like this and I say, oh my gosh, I won. I, I felt like that. At the same time, I, as soon as I closed the, the thing, I, I felt, I won. And then he did something I wasn't expecting. And uh, of course, it, it shows how good he was, you know, on, on especially on wrestling. He turned his body on, on uh, his own um, um, play, uh, in the air. You know, he's oh, kind wow. of boom, turned his body in the air like this. And I was holding his head here with my back to the cage. And he, when he turned his body, I, my head was straight. I had no hands. My hands were holding his neck. So my weight and his weight together. And he, uh, my head was straight to the, to the floor. The floor. And I, boom, I hit the, the head on the floor. And I, I was oh, out for man. a little and he kept punching me. And the referee came and stopped the fight. Damn. You see that? I had this two great, uh, like a great feeling and a terrible feeling right after. <laughs> because, but I, I felt like that. As soon as I closed the, the, the arm triangle, I, I breathed and I said, oh my gosh, I won. Because there's no how, no, no how, you cannot go out. I should, I should have sat down a little bit, you know, so then mm -hmm. he couldn't do that. And I would hold the, the position and win. But, uh, but then he did that thing, you know, I never saw before, the, before of that. And he did that thing, I hit my head on the, on the ground, and he, f he finished the fight. And again, you know, after the fight, I couldn't remember <laughs> how many parts <laughs> of the fight. Oh my God. But I, I was, uh, I, I'm a faith guy, I have a lot of faith, so I always believe it's possible. Even if I'm getting destroyed, like I was at that time, you know, I, I still believe, you know, it's, it's possible to win. That's what amazing. It's it's a really interesting feeling, yeah. and it's a it's a tough one. Now, like obviously, I don't have that level of experience, but I felt that in not in this fight, but in the previous one. You know, I won the first two rounds. The third one was a bit even, maybe on her side, and the fourth one was was a war, and it was tough for me because I I knew that I needed to step it up to win, but my game plan wasn't working i couldn't connect my punches she kept countering every punch and it's tough mentally like i remember thinking at a certain point during that fight i'm like man i'm never getting back here ever again this is yeah. brutal this is awful but yeah so it's interesting that kind of tug of war in your head between sure. yeah i can do it or fuck i wanna i want this to be over you know yeah and it, and it happens inside and outside, uh, outside of the ring i think too like just to go back to what you were saying i'm interested you basically had the low point right when you had the contract taken away from you at yeah. UFC and then um, like in a really short period of time such a high right beating Verdum yeah. so after that was it like how did you snap back into like training mode and what was your journey from that huge like, like obviously an upset win to becoming UFC heavyweight champ well <clears throat> well yeah it, it was um, uh, right right as soon as I I, I went back uh, to the gym, I was training, and uh, it was kind of hard uh, to find a motivation, you know, because uh, of course you have uh, bills to pay and things to do, and I was doing that, uh, you know, for for a living. Of course, I had special people in my life helping me, but it was hard. 
and uh, <clears throat> one of the uh, in the gym somehow God's God's amazing man and uh, somehow I found in the gym a little piece of paper saying uh, kind of something like that you know uh, uh, the victory will only arrive to you when you lose fear of losing kind of like that you know uh, in, in English yeah so when you lose fear of losing victory you will arrive for it. that was I don't know why that was a that, that, that was in the corner but that old piece of paper you know in the corner somehow someone brought that thing for the, the gym one day you know and that was there and I took it and uh, somehow I saw it and I, I, I was reading that and that was another situation you know that makes a lot of it just happened but it makes a lot of sense and that was something that I was I was needing to hear mm -hmm. you know I stop losing uh, stop uh, fearing. fearing losing you know because uh, it, it can't it's possible to happen it's there mm -hmm. you know so concentrate try to 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 concentrate on winning on, on show your skills at least you know or show yourself it was it's I know it's saying like this it's it's one thing when we're really fighting it's another because there's too much things in line so fear is always there fear is always there but it's uh, it's your relationship with him that makes the difference 100%. you know you cannot uh, allow him to take control of yourself or of your mental mental mentality you know one of the interesting things uh, <clears throat> it happens in my last fight in the UFC right now with gun I fought gun I was uh, feeling good but very nervous again you know and uh, a lot of pressure from the UFC uh, I was feeling like I wasn't appreciated anymore you know they they were I was feeling like they would uh, they would like to take me to take away from me everything what I built everything what I am you know to to build this new guys and they succeeded <laughs> because the guys they were able to beat but I wasn't on, on, on the locker room for that fight and uh, that was that was terrible the mentality was terrible because I was somehow I was thinking like oh my gosh let's get it done I want to go back home to my family wow. <laughs> in the locker room ah, let's get it done I want to fight that as soon as possible it, it was taking a lot of because the, the main event it was taking a lot of time and always you know taking a lot of time and preparation and then you warm up it's it's a process you know to get there to to step in the octagon and really fight Mm -hmm. So I was kind of nervous and I was and at some point in the locker room I was thinking like that, you know, like oh my gosh, let's get it done and I want to go back home to my kids, to my family. I was yeah. kind of feeling I was missing them, you know. I just I was feeling like hugging them. That's another interesting part I will discuss about it, but that was the feeling I was having before the, of the fight, you know, because too much pressure because I wasn't I wasn't feeling I should be there like this, you know. So yeah, the result was terrible, you know. Uh, even though he, he he elbowed me on the back of the head, <laughs> you know, I wasn't having the best performance of my life, and um, and that was that was terrible. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's not one thing. It's a bunch of things that needs to work together mm -hmm. for you to to really succeed, you know. And some things will not be in place. 
and you have to overcome them, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you have to have the, your right mentality to overcome the, mm -hmm. the people. Because, because, of course, nothing in life will be perfect. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. things will, will be against you. It's going to be like a, a, a negative side of the thing. You got to go through them. And one of the things important to say about this, this moment I felt before this fight, before I became father, you know, um, our friends, my friends, they used, oh, wait for you to become father. You're going to be much more, uh, you're going to do everything for your kids. You're going to be much more aggressive in the fights. You're going to be able to, you know, to perform much better. You're going to be a much better fighter. They, they used to tell me that and I was winning, you know, okay, I want to be, you know, <laughs> I, I really believe that uh, it's going to happen. But then I became father and uh, not that I, um, that it wasn't like that, but uh, it was a little different because I, I, I always think like, ah, I'll find my way. Whatever happens in my life, I'll find a way to, to make things happen, to make things mm -hmm. better for me. You know, I'll, but at some point, it's not me anymore. It's us. It's my wife. It's my kid. Now and now, I need to be there for him. I, right. As a, fa a father, you know, my main goal is to always be there. You know, so I was, that was uh, actually, I, I feel like it, it plays a little against what they were telling me, you know, you, you, you were supposed to be because, uh, not that I, I, I do everything, you know, everything when I can, I'll fight the hardest fight in my life, you know, to, for my kids. But the thing is, I'm kind of worried to get hurt. I'm kind of worried because I need to be there the other day. Mm -hmm. And before I didn't used to think about that. Mm -hmm. I just, ah, okay, I'll find a way, I'll do whatever, mm -hmm. you know, now I cannot do whatever, mm -hmm. I need to be there, you know, because they will, will be demanding that is, uh, presence, of course. presence, you know, so it was, it wasn't exactly like they were telling me, <laughs> but it was something interesting, but of course, um, I'm not saying anything against this, you know, the biggest gift, the gift of my life, it's, it's become father, it makes I don't remember. I don't even remember what I was dreaming before. <laughs> you know, everything now involves my 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 son and my daughter. What um? So what does the future look like for you in fighting? Well, now I I'm trying. Like I was trying actually to step in the boxing world. You know, trying to take my chances on the boxing world. We have a, a deal with a thriller uh, to fight Kubrat Pulev, who's a great boxer. And uh, he he only he has two losses. He only lost uh, to Anthony Joshua, who's amazing, and mm -hmm. uh, and Vladimir Klitschko, who's also amazing. You know, so he has nothing to prove for nobody. He's a great boxer. He could be still fighting only boxing, you know. But no, he he took uh, this challenge of fighting on the on thriller, this new style of fighting uh, or the triad, which is a triangle. With a bo it's it's boxing with a, a clinches. You the clinches are allowed. The the boring part of boxing is when the the guys are clinching too much and mm -hmm. the referee uh, stop the fight all the time and split them right. and separate them. You know, so in trailer in triad they'll not have this. You know, if you grab if you clinch you can still punch from there. So it's a it's a good thing for me. You know because uh, because of MMA. And uh, it was supposed to be now on February 26th, the fight. 
in Houston. But uh, because of COVID, <laughs> they postponed the fight, you know, and they still didn't give us another date for the fight. But we are expecting to 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 hear from them. Basically. How many ounce gloves is it? Oh, it's a it's the um, MMA box uh, MMA gloves. Okay. But uh, the the training ones, the okay. six ounces, six the, ounces, a little bigger, because the MMA gloves are. Four ounces, the the, the regular yeah, ones, yeah. the official ones. So it's six ounce gloves, a triangle, and there's you yeah. can clinch that, and the, hit. The yeah. triangle is really interesting because those sharp corners mean you can really yeah. trap somebody in there, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a that's deep I mean. corner. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Which is something that uh, because the most part of the fight is boxing, so it's kind of an advantage for them, for the boxing guys. But uh, the corners and the clinching it's kind of an advantage for the MMA guys, you know? Right. So the last show they had, the first show, uh, Triller did, you know, and, uh, and uh, MMA guys, they were better than the boxing guys. They won wow. most part of the fight. But Kubrat Pule fought uh, Frank Mir and knocked, knocked Frank Mir out. You know, Frank Mir wasn't doing a good job. But it's going to be different with me, you know? I'm going to kick it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You'll, you're looking amazing in training. Ah, thank, you. thank you. I'm feeling great, you know, to be training with Pedro and all the guys yeah. over there. You guys over there, Anthony, you know, has been a great a training partner. Mm -hmm. And man, man, it's it just feel good, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm feeling like uh, living a different, but uh, another amazing chapter mm -hmm. of my life, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I'm feeling great. I'm thir I just thir uh, became uh, turn. Uh, 38 years old now. You mean and, 18? Huh? 18? 30. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and man, I'm feeling great. Like, uh, you know, I can still fight for, fight for a long time. There's, uh, there's guys like Anderson Silva. Did you see that? He's 46. Oh, yeah. He's still beating. Uh, he just beat it, Julio Cesar Savage Jr. in a boxing match. Right now. I, that was amazing, you know. And then he beat it, Tito Ortiz. Now I think they're in talks and in talks to to fight that guy that um, YouTuber uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. So yeah. Ooh, I don't man. like that one for Jake Paul. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Paul, man, he's doing a good job, but he's fighting wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's picking the guys from from MMA who are wrestlers, you know, and they're not. They don't really like Tyron Woodley. You know, uh, he's. He has a lot of power on his punches, but he his boxing skills are not, you know, They're best. Yeah. Good, good enough actually. Let's say. So, but now, his, if he really fights someone like Anderson, then I think it's gonna kind of <laughs> uh, it's gonna be kind of hard for him. Well, Anderson looks good boxing. He's amazing. He moves so well, and he feels. That's what I mean. He feels confident, and he said that you know. I can do this, like I said, 46 years old and still doing. And as soon as he started doing boxing, he said, oh man, I can do this for a few more years, you know, <laughs> because, because of the training. It's not the fight itself. Mm -hmm. the, the fight is, like I used to say, you know, when, the, when the, you have the day of the fight, thank God I'm going to fight, you know, <laughs> I'm going to stop training. Because <laughs> yeah. training is so hard, man. Like the MMA training, ah, yeah, you do grappling, then you do striking at, at the night. Then the other day you do uh, jiu-jitsu, you did the wrestling, now you do jiu-jitsu in the end of the day, strength and conditioning, and then a sparring session. And then, uh, oh my gosh, it's so many different 
trainings during the, the week, you know. And boxing, you kind of concentrate on boxing, you know. It's hard, of course, mm -hmm. but you concentrate on, on what you have to do. You, uh, so it's a, I think it's a, you can preserve yourself a little better than the MMA, you know. Like my last injury for, was on jiu-jitsu, on training, always on training, never on fighting. That's the thing. Always on training. I, I dislocated my shoulder. My shoulder was out of place. Uh, the guy took me down and I put my elbow on the floor. My elbow did this and the shoulder wow. came out. And I said, oh my, thank God it didn't, was necessary a surgery. But, uh, but man, to recover this muscle here and everything, it was a lot of time and a lot of work. So uh, yeah, I'm happy now. Let's strike with this guy. <laughs> but let's see, uh, you know, I love MMA. Uh, as well, you know, I'm a fighter. I want to fight. So uh, as soon as uh, uh, we figure out what's gonna happen with a with a trailer, uh, I'll post you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are What are your predictions for uh, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano? Well, do you even know enough about women's boxing? Not really. <laughs> I said that, that's why I was Shame thinking what I'm going to really say because I, I know really, I noticed immediately I don't really follow them you know so uh, it's hard for me to give my opinion you know based on okay so you better watch the fight yeah I'll, it's I'll gonna watch be the an interesting and... one <laughs> uh? it's gonna be an interesting one yeah for sure I have Taylor uh, that's why I want to win I, I like her fighting style a lot yeah I, I think she's just man I don't know she's a different breed really she is and oh, she, yeah? she didn't she win the Olympics also? Yeah, she won in the gold medal in the Olympics. She played professional soccer for the national team in Ireland. Oh, look, sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> you look yeah. at that. Yeah. Multitask. Yeah. No, multi <laughs> no wonder you like her. <laughs> These anyway. girls, man, they're taking over the world. <laughs> I stopped trying to compete a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for your time, Junior. No, we appreciate on. you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you guys for having me here.